0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today. Whether you're watching this online or listening to it, we are so glad that you have joined us. This podcast is a chance for us to give you some behind-the-scenes information about things going on at church and uh, things going on at the ministry here at Timberlake Christian Church. So we hope that this week's uh, episode will be encouraging for you. Uh, I am ju- joined in the studio today by uh, Brian Sevens. Mm-hmm. and if you're not watching this, he's wearing shorts today, <laughs> and his legs are out and proud, <laughs> and, and he just told me that he wanted to wear shorts because he didn't want to have to take his pants off. Please explain. I
1: what? had to go to my knee appointment, six-month appointment. So, you know, I had a meniscus transplant, and just so you know, I've been cleared, too. Gradually get back to jogging, cycling, all that. So, hopscotch, all right. the things.
0: But if you wear shorts, you get to stay fully clothed. So. You don't have to take your pants off. So, that's why <laughs> Brian's white legs are out. Uh, and also joining us in the studio today is Saul or Salonique. Uh, thank you for joining us today. He is uh, all here from Haiti. Uh, when did you even arrive? When did you get to the States?
2: Um, I arrived in the States on the 13th of April. 13th of April. I landed in Cincinnati. Okay.
0: All right. Well, we're going to get to him here in a little bit and talk about his ministry and why he's here. Uh, But first, we have to give you the sponsor of the week. Uh, The sponsor of the week this week particularly is um, Speaker Cables. Uh, this is actually not a speaker cable. I am going
1: to say, that's a microphone. It's a microphone.
0: <laughs> but the people listening don't know. That. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we uh, have embarked this week on a quest, uh, a task, to try to fix our speakers that have been broken for a little while, if you don't know that, and our lighting, which has been going crazy. Mm-hmm. So we'll hopefully get at least one of those things done this week. and and we always need uh, some cables and some wires so yeah
1: we have new speakers or they're not brand new but new to us Uh they were from a company that had to shut down during covid Mm -hmm. so we got a really good price on them and they're hanging up there they're not all we're gonna work on them some more in a little while Uh hopefully we get them fine-tuned for sunday yeah
0: yep so that is the uh, sponsor of the week and hopefully one of these days we will be sponsored by a production company and get all the free stuff (laughs) Uh, This past Sunday, if you missed it, I would highly encourage you, you go back and watch the video. We had a student-led Sunday where our students led everything from the welcoming, the greeting, the tech, uh, even to the music and the preaching. And we had uh, three students who did a wonderful job. uh, Nene Owen and Brady Bowman and Levi Harper uh, did a great job speaking. Um, We had a couple students on the stage also helping with the music. Uh, Mackenzie Johnson, uh, Kirsten Defreitas, uh, Brennan Douglas. Thank you, Douglas. Mm-hmm. I was there. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was a fantastic service. Uh, how was it for you, Brian? Watching these kids replace us—was it? Did it hurt at all? It hurt me a little bit. Well, wh- I said it was
1: when I was at practice, and it is fun to just get to mix sometimes, to be honest, and to to work on the tech stuff. Um, but I was sitting out there, and they finished the song and I was going to have to leave. while well, you were there. And I was like, seriously, this is really good. I'm not just saying that. It, mm-hmm. it was it was honestly the quality probably a little better than some of our weeks when we don't get enough practice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And of course, they had been practicing all semester. Yeah. They didn't know all semester we were going to give them that Sunday, mm-hmm. but they had been practicing. And of course, they do music on Wednesday nights every other week or every three weeks or something like that. So... We, I, I said uh, yesterday in our little live video, um, we're just so proud of all of them, not just the musicians, but the whole crew. I mean, the kids ran almost everything from the moment people got in the parking lots and the are, I say kids, but the student ministry. And I think people were just blown away with the quality of everything.
0: Yeah, even the greeters were fantastic. They didn't miss people. They were pouring coffee for people. It was yes. just. I
1: was in the booth. Uh, I called myself executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking around with Sammy stole. I was like, well, when I get just a little bit older, this is going to have to be my full time job because yeah. I'll be too old to actually lead the music yeah. and I'll be the executive producer. Because yeah. uh, I don't mind that role. I don't want to do it all the time quite yet, yeah. but it was fun. And I have some pictures I'll try to throw on here too for those that actually watch it. I will tell you, Sunday. One of our speakers used a little clip from The Office, and YouTube banned our video. They did. They kicked it off because of the video. So you have to go to Facebook if you're trying to watch it now. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Now it was great, and uh, to see to see students interact and engage that way just shows you. um, For me, it was just brought so much hope. You know, we talk about how lost the world is and how uh, dark things can be, but there's also a lot of good and a lot of joy. And when you see students who are excited about Jesus and passionate about God, using their gifts and talents to serve, it was just great. Mm -hmm. So with that said, we're going to be doing that probably more um, throughout the years. And uh, so be looking forward again to whenever we have another student-led Sunday because uh, it was great. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's give you the quick top three uh, things that you need to know, the TLCC top three announcements for the week that you need to be prepared uh, coming up. Uh, Brian, why don't you take the first one for Friday All night? All right,
1: Friday night, parents night out. We've been talking about it. We're just reminding you because you do need to sign your kids up early so that they make sure they have enough food helpers. They're providing dinner, so it's four. You can drop your kids off anytime between four and eight. So you have to pick them up by eight and you can drop them off. It's starting four, hours. At four hours. Yeah, they're doing it for four. I was blown yeah. away. And dinner is included and here's the thing they're not giving a set price but it's not free child care either i mean they're trying to raise money for our student ministry like ciy is over 300 dollars per a kid, kid. Uh, and so mm-hmm. um i know it's very helpful for i mean our family a lot of families to have a little bit of fundraiser money and so those kids get to split it
0: between all of them to help out so when you're thinking about what to give just think how difficult is your child <laughs> and how how much would you be willing to pay for someone else to watch them? That's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, this coming uh, Sunday, May 7th, is the deadline for the early bird registration for camp. So if you have a student, a child in your home that you're sending to church camp, the if you want to get the early bird, which is the cheaper pricing, that ends on the 7th. So make sure that you get... Uh, your forms, you can get them here at TLCC, at TLCC. You get them at Timberlake here, or you could go online at White Oak uh, Christian Service Camp, and um, and you can fill out the forms there as well.
1: Yeah, the, and it, I should back up Parents Night Out to sign up early. You get to do it on the app. Or you can go to our website, find the event. The link's there. We posted it yesterday, I think, on our Facebook page, too, the link. So you can find that easily. Camp is org, mm-hmm. And they have online registration and payment. So if you like to pay by a card, you can do it all online. So
0: Good. And then the last thing we just want to remind you of is the Welcome Lunch, which is happening this Sunday. Uh, for anybody that's newer to the congregation or... Maybe you just haven't connected with some people here. It's a great first step for you to meet some of the ministers, uh, have a free meal, and uh, learn a little bit about the church. Uh, That's also great if you've invited friends or neighbors to the church and they're wondering what's the next step for them. uh, You can encourage them, hey, go to the Welcome Lunch. You'll learn a little bit more and help get connected to the church. That happens this Sunday um, after the second service. Mm Okay, let's get to our spotlight of the week. He's been yawning over here, but that's because he's been busy working. I'm uh, so sorry about don't it. Don't even worry about it. He's tired. He's been traveling the world. Uh, Salonique, tell us, uh, if if somebody doesn't know anything about you, and you have 30 seconds to tell them, who are you, what would you say?
2: I'm Salonique from Haiti, the preacher of the gospel.
0: He doesn't need 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so Salonique's story started years ago with a man by the name of Mr. Green. Yes, Mr. Fred Green. Yes. and he met you. where were you in Haiti then? in Haiti He met you in Haiti, mm-hmm. and then he just said, "You, I want you." <laughs> how did that how did that relationship start?
2: Oh, it started in a wonderful way. It was in March 1994 and uh he went to Haiti for the first time and I was assigned to him as translator and after one of the morning services with the teaching sessions we had two sessions one in the morning like from 8 to 12 and one in the afternoon from two to five or six depending on how the situation was and during the break we were in the uh, hotel balcony and uh we were talking and he said to me that uh in a few years he will not be able to come to haiti he would like to uh, make it possible for me to come to the u.s to be trained so that whenever he will not be able to do his work in haiti and i can continue on Mm -hmm. and uh that was 1994
0: how old were you then
2: Oh, I was 22, I believe, Uh, 22 or 23, 22, 22. Mm
0: -hmm. So then you you eventually came to the U.S.
2: Yes, three years later in 1997, Mm -hmm. uh, it was November, I landed in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. When it it was at the time, it was Kansas City, (laughs) Missouri. It was extremely cold for me uh there was snow all over mm-hmm. in fact one of the things that i may never get over is because when i was getting out of the airport you know those doors they don't ask you wait for you to open they they open mm-hmm. and that cold wind oh, wow. hit me in my chest <laughs> and i <laughs> run right, right back <laughs> inside the airport and i think what am i doing
0: here <laughs> what in the world <laughs> wow. So then yeah. you, you trained at uh, the Christian College here in Mokul. Yes,
2: I was trained at Central Christian College of the Bible, uh, one of the best training institutions that we have in the Brotherhood of Bible Colleges. Mm-hmm. And I was trained under some of the best, uh, Dr. Reese, Dr. Pelsbury, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Fincher, and um, the great uh, Dan Chance, uh-huh. all those good guys, and uh, uh, Mr. K.,
0: Yep. Uh, and, rest. and then, when did you go back to Haiti full time? Because you, you continued your education for a little while. When did you go back full time to
2: yeah. Haiti to work? Upon my graduation, I went to Cincinnati Christian University. Mm-hmm. Uh, I returned to Haiti full time, which was the summer of uh, 2002.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, what I want to know is, You had a relationship with Jesus before you met Fred Green. Yes. How did you fall? What was that story like? How did you meet Jesus? How did you fall in love with him? When did you give your life to him? You already had a passion for him before that all that happened. How did you develop a relationship with Jesus?
2: I was very blessed to have been born in Haiti in a Christian family. Mm. Now, most people will be born in a voodoo family. Mm -hmm. But I was extremely blessed. I was, my parents, both my mom and dad, were already Christians, and that's how my path started. But it was in uh, December 1985, I took my personal decision Mm -hmm. um, to be a follower of Jesus Christ, and it was at that point, Not my mom, God, not my mom, Jesus. It was my own Jesus. Is yours. Yes.
0: That's good. That's great. So then you go back to Haiti, and you're now working for a ministry there, or do you start a ministry? What did you do?
2: Yeah, and we started, when I said we, it's we. uh, It was uh, my wife and I, uh, Dad Green, and Mom Green, uh, Janice Green, some of you, some of the listeners would know. Uh, We launched Living Water Christian Mission. Mm. Actually, the name of Living Water Christian Mission was born in the basement of uh, Miami Town, Church of Christ in Miami Town, Ohio. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Because we were debating what name to give. Ah. And uh, since at that time, we were heavily thinking about providing uh, drinking water Mm. and Mom and Jane come up with the name why not we call it living water Water. Mm -hmm. and so the name stick and we use John 4 uh, 10 to as the text packing up the name Mm -hmm. so actually the name living water comes from the mouth of uh, mom Jane green
0: wow that's amazing Mm -hmm. so your vision then when you started was we're going to focus more on providing clean water for these areas and also doing a church or what was the vision
2: Oh, the the primary thing was to plant church Mm -hmm. and every church we plant a school Mm -hmm. and we would do our best if it's possible to provide uh, pure water to people Mm -hmm. go ahead unfortunately we have not been successful in the area of providing uh, pure water Mm -hmm. we have uh, uh, drilled well in several areas uh, true but the installment to purify the water, we have not done that yet. Mm-hmm. In fact, during COVID, we were really, really, really wish we had that section of the ministry already yeah. in place. And we are behind. We need to catch up about that one.
0: Well, you've been busy. It's not like you've been lazy. <laughs> so you haven't done that one well, but it started with four people. Yes. What does Living Water Ministries look like today? Uh
2: that's beyond
0: explanation. Hey <laughs> Brian, what
2: That's letting father Brian. <laughs> like, Me Brian
1: can if, the- if we're uh, you know asked to go out to churches, we we always start with the church planning efforts because mm-hmm. the you know our our kind of slogan or mission statement or whatever talks about relieving both spiritual and physical poverty and so they always do those things together together. And so the the churches are first, schools always follow closely behind. White Mountain is just taking longer because of all of the crazy legal stuff and everything up there. But it should have been a long time ago. Long time ago. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you know, and then on the the physical poverty relief side is everything from the clinic to um, feeding program where they attempt to feed all the students and teachers. Um, and then a lot of other humanitarian things. But now, you know, we're getting into the
2: orphanage, um, which is not quite open. Mm-hmm. Really, on a daily basis, it's not an exaggeration to say that Living Water serves over 50,000 people. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because when you take, uh, uh, if we took He said 50. People, yeah. just, just, just so everybody hears that.
2: Yeah, when we take human contact, mm-hmm. we probably three to four thousand mm-hmm. on a daily basis. But when we take into consideration the radio station, mm-hmm. which serve, my city alone, has 300,000 people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the city, among the, the Christian uh, uh, community, we are the most listened. Uh, radio station. Mm-hmm. That's not a, an, an exaggeration mm-hmm. and we are, we do not serve only Gunaid, we serve the radio station so about six different states.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so it covered the, the Department of Artibunit, uh, Northwest, North, uh, Need, Gradun, I mean a lot of I mean lots of people listen on a daily basis. Mm-hmm.
1: We're driving when Todd and I were there last time mm-hmm. I, uh, several times we'd be driving, and for some reason Haitians run their radios very loud. <laughs> you can hear them, like, and this isn't like subwoofers pumping like yeah. talk radio loud. four times as loud as we would ever ah, listen to. Ah, I don't know what that's about, but uh, anyway, we, several times, <laughs> several times we would just drive up to another car, and he'd be like, "They're listening to our radio station." Oh,
0: that's great.
1: Yeah, you walk
2: into a restaurant. You walk into the bank, a bank, a uh, market, and it's and it's on. It's, it's and we are not talking Christian people; it's <laughs> anybody. Yeah.
0: So, starting out as a church, go, continuing to a school, uh, working with now working on getting an orphanage, a radio station, uh, feeding those that are needy. When you were twenty-two years old and you hear Fred say, I want you to come and train, did you ever imagine it would look your ministry and what God has done through you would look the way it does now? Um, not at all.
2: <laughs> not at all. Um, there are aspects that were, that has always been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, a holistic congregation, I always think that's a necessity mm-hmm. for church today, um, but all the different details, the growth, the amount of people we are, uh, God is impacting through us. It's it's beyond what we could have felt back then. Um, it was in 2003, we had in mind that at one, at one point we launched a university, mm. um, but we didn't know it would be 2023, uh, but God has launched the, the, that section of the ministry this year and it's going pretty well. Mm. Okay.
0: How? What would you say to someone who God has put a desire on their heart to serve or to do something that they feel is bigger than themselves, and they're a little nervous to take that first step?
2: If it's not bigger than yourself, it's not from God. It has to be bigger than yourself so that you can be fully relying on God. Because anything that you can manage by yourself,
0: it's not big enough. Not from Him? Nope. How have you changed? I'm sure you've changed through the years with all that you've seen and all that God has done. What would you say are some of the biggest changes God has um, done in you through the years of ministry? Ah, <sighs> The first one is to stop
2: relying on myself oh that's it that's easy no <laughs> <laughs> no that was not easy no in fact in the process i almost died mm-hmm. because when i was in central christian College of the bible it was hard for me to have to ask for a ride even to go to walmart
0: mm-hmm.
2: or to go back then union avenue christian church mm-hmm. In fact, it was so difficult for me to keep asking for help. One Sunday, it was a winter, I decided to walk from campus to the church. Stubborn. Very. You're stubborn. Okay. And I almost froze. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I remember who rebuked me that day because somebody was running late to church and chopped me on. And she gave it to me, <laughs> and she was she was right. She was right. She was absolutely right. And at that time, I start getting. I need to let go, mm. <laughs> I let go. And it was really March, nineteen ninety eight. I really gave it up because at that point, I thought it was a mistake mm-hmm. from God to drop me here. And uh, that specific day was a Sunday. And I said, God, He made me stay to have me here. And the CCCB choir was performing that night at uh, UA Mm. And one of the songs I will never forget. God is too wise to be mistaken. Mm. That very day, He spoke to me. me.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. And from that moment, it was a total transformation.
0: Well, I wish we could keep talking all day, but if you are in the area or anywhere close, you're going to want to be here Sunday because uh, Salonique is going to be preaching, and I'm excited for that. Uh, Any chance I get to sit and learn from people that uh, are men of faith and that uh, do an amazing job is a good day. So he's going to be preaching on Sunday, uh, and we are uh, excited for that. Brian, do you have any last questions you want to ask real quick? There's so much more we
1: could say. so. We'll just leave it to... I've heard a lot of these things so many times, but I'm excited because in the three or four years, I don't remember. We were saying yesterday, when he had preached here last, and I don't really remember.
2: Well, the last time I was here... This was when you were coming in,
0: and you and you you said a little something on the stage, but you didn't preach. Yeah, okay. yeah. And and I've regretted that every since then because I'm like, he should have preached.
2: No, no. So no, this no,
0: time no, I'm like, he's right. absolutely preaching. <laughs> he's absolutely <laughs> well, preaching. we have you know so
1: many new. Families. Uh-huh. Since then, yeah. that for a long time, I feel like most people in this church knew you, mm-hmm. and that is not the case. So I'm excited for them mm-hmm. to get to
2: hear from you. Well, I many churches changes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and living that's water, a great thing. Living water
2: we we have today is not the same one we had five years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a great thing.
0: Yeah. Um. I, real quick, when you say holistic church, what did you mean?
2: Oh, we are not only uh, seeing things from the spiritual side.
0: Okay, so taking care of spiritual and physical. and physical. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to learn more about uh, Living Water Ministries, Brian, where can they go? Check it out.
1: Well, livingwaterchristianmission.org. And then, um, you know, if they're here on Sunday or even if they're not, they could shoot us a message. We have about every month we send an email update and then periodically we also send um, print. Updates. We'll try to hand out some of the printed ones mm-hmm. this week to people who are here, but um, that's probably the best information that people get is through the update emails. He shares pictures about every month of progress, and and then my letters share some of those things and give people kind of the the most urgent uh, giving needs because all of these things take hundreds of thousands of dollars and mm-hmm. my you know, little piece of this uh mission is um the forwarding agent job, which I mean it's not a little piece, but in terms of the whole operation it's, it's pretty small. <laughs> I, he's downplaying his well role. but it's not is. Good. it is big but uh you know the level of stress and stuff I'm under isn't anything like when we go there and see everything that's happening on the ground There's certainly a, a whole different level of um stress just feeding all these people, keeping them paid, um, dealing with the unbelievable unrest of just Haiti in general right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, our family is happy to be a part of it in that way. But we do funnel all the donations. And when when I read these newsletters, you know, my the hat I always have on is, oh my, there's another $120,000 we need. <laughs> I mean, if we don't have a dollar of it
2: yet, and yeah. he just said, we're
1: going to do this. We're going to do it. Here.
2: <laughs> now, the question is, has those things been done? I can tell you almost
1: every one of them yep. is either in progress or completed. Yep. And that's part of the, we talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago in the, in the lead team here mm-hmm. that, if we aren't it's basically duplicating what you just said while well, ago in a little different way if we aren't doing things that are bigger than ourselves we're probably not fully fulfilling god's will yeah. and that's what you just said to us mm-hmm. in it as well and and we i i admitted i'm a person that does like to uh, know know the end before i begin it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Every single thing they do, they have no clue at no the clue. end. <laughs> no when, clue. When they start laying <laughs> no those bricks, clue. they don't know even when the third layer of them can nope. be laid sometimes, but they start. Because they know that God said do this. Yep. And I said, maybe that's what we need to start doing, is when we know God wants us to do it, pour the concrete pad, you know, and
2: a few years later, it'll probably be done one way or the other. So. Yep. No. yep. That's great. Last year when we started the building for the... For the university, I didn't even tell you about it. Right. Because I said, I have no explanation. (laughs) 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 You can't convince it. No. (laughs) But now it's already in function. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great.
0: Well, we're very excited and we hope that you will be excited as well. Let me leave you with a a piece of scripture from the book of 1 Timothy. Um, I had this in mind when uh, we were doing the Youth Sunday, and I think it fits well when we talk about. Um, trusting in God and having uh, faith in Him uh, as we do things. Um, the Apostle Paul writes these words to uh, Timothy. He says, Do not neglect the gift that you have been given, which is, was given to you by a, a prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things uh, so that all might see your progress. And what he says just before that gives light to what he's telling him to do. What are things should he practice? Well, in verse 12 it says, or verse 11, this is 1 Timothy 4, verse 11. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you or look down on you for your youthfulness, but instead set an example. Set for the believers an example in speech and in conduct, in love and faith and in purity. Um, Whether you're 22 or uh, some of our students on Sunday were very young, Uh, or maybe you just feel like you're not at a place where you need to be yet spiritually, Um, the place where Paul encourages us to start is to set an example by our own behavior first. And if we can trust in God first with our own life, then he can lead us anywhere and he can accomplish anything. So that's your encouragement for today. Uh, Don't let anyone look down on you, whether you feel you're too young in the faith or literally too young of age. Uh, Remember, set an example. Uh, You set the example by your by your life how you live by your conduct by your speech uh, and by doing so you can represent christ well so make sure this week to keep that in mind as you're going about your life and about your work and in your family you get to set the example and in doing so prove you are following jesus as his disciple we love you guys we hope you have a great week thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the ripple effect podcast and we'll see you on sunday